Hey everyone! Before we get started, I just want to let you know that your input can directly make our shows better. One of the biggest ways to support your favorite shows here is by rating and commenting on iTunes. All of our shows are available in Apple Podcast form on iTunes, and all you have to do is search for AfterBuzz and your favorite show title. Once you're there, leave the show a rating and a comment on why you like the show or any comments you have for the hosts. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to continue to bring you the best shows we possibly can. Hey there, Rooster Teeth fans. Welcome to another episode of the Ruby After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight we are talking about Volume 5, Episode 7, Birds of a Feather. Will they flock together? Well, you'll have to tune in to find out. <laughs> You're tuning in to the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Going tonight. There uh, we go. <laughs> yeah. How's everything? Ooh. Everybody having a good time? California is on fire, everyone. And did, I don't know if you knew that yet, but uh, well, anyway, we're all okay. Every we're all fine for the time being. I, I think we're good. Anywho, we're here to talk about fun stuff and not the fact that our entire city is on fire. <laughs> anyway, hey Ruby fans, welcome to another episode of the Ruby After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight we are talking about birds of a feather. Let me go ahead and introduce my fantastic panel. To my left, Mark Donica. Uh, hi, everybody. Not to steal something from you, but uh, the valley <laughs> is something resembling the Gaura Empire. <laughs> so A dumpster fire. Yeah, that just way out of control. Uh, hi, I'm Mark B. Donica. You can find me on Twitter at Mark B. Donica. And uh, to my left is Katie Cullen. Hi, all my buddies. You can follow me all over the social medias at Kiaxe. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. You will occasionally find pictures of the fire. There was another one that showed up this morning because it wanted to join the party. To my roundabout left is Megan Salinas. <laughs> hey, guys. You can tweet at me at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. We are going to be keeping an eye on the hashtag R-W-B-Y-A-B-T-V. That was subtle, but you did it. I saw you do it. <laughs> Down here, like not even on camera. You did the hashtag thing. You did it on the desk. That was amazing. That is how I remind me. (laughs) Anyway, so you can follow that hashtag. Um, Katie's got you guys covered on the live chat, as does Mark. Um, We have someone all the way from Australia. Oh, that's wonderful. Hi, Nikita. Well, thank you so, so much for joining us. Um, And before we get started, uh, we want to talk to you guys really quickly about iTunes. Folks, it is the best way to let our producers know that you guys like the show that we're putting on. Uh, We are under the name Rooster Teeth Reviews in the iTunes store, so your comments really do make a difference in terms of making us searchable for anybody looking for Rooster Teeth content. And guys, if you do leave a comment in the iTunes store, you may even get a shout out on the show. How weird. It's like we planned this. It's what? like we ran out of time last week and we're doing it at the top so that we don't forget. So that we, we plan don't things? run out of time. We're just, Whoa. We're just cats chasing cats. <laughs> Figure that out. So uh, we've got a five-star review, because only five stars work, clearly. Uh, best podcast, best crew from Drummer Girl 456 What up? I recognize oh, you. Hello. You. Uh, absolutely love talking with you guys about these shows and hearing all the cool predictions. Uh... Comfortable emoji? 
<laughs> and then a heart heart uh, welcome back Ruby After Show from David Jackson five stars because that's all it works great to have the After Ruby crew back together for another it's the uh, ABTV Rooster team thank you very much uh, we're back together for another volume of color coded girls doing what they do best I pretty much never get to sit in for you live but I always make sure to watch or listen when I can I enjoy it every time that's Aww. excellent because we do do the show live uh, this season we're doing it every Wednesday at 7pm Pacific Standard Time so if you can't join us live you though if you can you're a part of this fun crazy chat that we can't keep can't keep track of turned almost Russian for a second uh, <laughs> but yeah uh, any way that you can support the show watch, watch it share it with your friends have watch parties why not uh, and then our third one uh, is a five star from Waddlebean26 awesome <laughs> you guys are the best when it comes to Ruby you guys are hilarious and very entertaining Keep it up. Thank you so much to everybody who left us a review. We love you. Yeah, you guys, uh, it means the world to us. You guys are so, so sweet. I also want to give a shout out to everybody last week who left us fan art while we were doing the show. There were some gems last week, guys. It was pretty spectacular. Yeah, don't be a stranger. Uh, so the uh, touching reunion one was just <laughs> glorious. That was hilarious. Pretty solid. No, see, from uh, Princess Ponies. Princess Ponies Who does a and lot Malachroma. of super fun stuff. Princess Ponies and Malachroma were on point last week. Yes. So thank you guys so, so much. So guys, let's, uh, I, uh, really quickly too, because I don't want to forget either, be sure to also follow, uh, because this, the entry, the, the start of this episode was all about friends being together. You guys might have noticed there aren't a couple people here. Be sure to follow Stacy Shuttleworth at Stacy Shuttles on Twitter. Be sure to follow Patrick uh, at P to the D's on Twitter yeah, as well. Yeah, they're in Menagerie a month from now. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's this or a time skip situation. Uh, it's real complicated, but be sure to tweet them your guys' love. And another thing real quick, I know we're talking about episode 7, but just so you guys know, Megan and I have not seen episode 8 yet, because reaction video recording schedules are super fun and interesting. So, please, no spoilers in the comments or in the chat. And not just that, there are some people who, for some reason, don't have a Rooster Teeth first uh, subscription, so just be kind to those people. They may only have YouTube. And also, the official guidelines of stuff like this that other community members do like like y'all do on your own time for for recovering the episodes is only stuff that's that's on the public youtube public youtube release so that's why we do it this way so remember we're we're a quote week behind yeah um any anytime you guys sort of forget and just assume like hey like it's it's up on the rooster teeth site that means everybody's seen it no that's not necessarily (laughs) the case i actually do have a friend outside of after buzz uh named ashley who's watching this show only with the YouTube releases. Mm-hmm. So, guys, please no spoilers. It really means a lot. And you guys are on top of it, too. I will say that whatever happens in the next episode is gigantic, though, because even though I haven't gotten any direct spoilers, I've seen people posting about it, so I'm like, ooh, something happened. Something, yeah, stuff goes down. <laughs> We're not talking about that, are we? We're not talking about uh. that. We're talking about this one. And, guys, being reunited is so... Reunited so, and it so feels nice. so good. It's a good one. Um, the the beginning of this episode reminded me a lot of basically any time I get to hang out with like my friends from high school and college that I haven't seen in ages. It just yeah, our city's on fire, but there was just something really comforting about seeing this group of characters together in the same room again. 
um, sort of reminiscing and having a good time. I, I want to know, did this opening scene give you all the warm and fuzzies? Oh my god, yes. Especially since it's them referencing stuff that we've already seen, and we didn't really need the, hey, remember the time this happened? We just cut right into in the middle of the party? And it was just a thing of wonder and glory. It, it was... Like you said, it's one of those things where the years and the experiences sort of fall away and you go back to that comfortability of all of these people. Let, let's go back to a simpler time. We went back to the, the Ice Queens and the Puke Boy. That that <laughs> took me a second. Like I went, oh, yeah, because he threw up on the on the Quinjet. Like it, it, was, it was just such a such a random reference. There was like, oh, yeah. And then that gave me an, an extra there. Oh, yeah, you did do that. And then it felt like I, w- I was in that room with those people reminiscing about the the wonderful stories that we've all gotten to share as passersby as, as the, our own shadow people. Yeah. Um, there, there are a couple friends where, um, I, I usually go years and years without seeing them, and then when I get together with them, it's like no time has passed at all, and yeah. that's very much what this felt like. Um, do you guys have friends like that? Oh, sure. I think about two years ago, I went up for a friend's, or a high school friend's wedding, and I hadn't seen her in year she was living somewhere up near the great lakes and so it's like all right well i never make it up there with a few of our other friends it was like no time had passed it had been a decade and we just sat down and had a grand old time i I like that this is also timed on and around the thanksgiving time at least in america where sometimes you don't have uh either a full family or family at all to share this sort of a thing with. So this was the unofficial Friendsgiving special for Ruby, and it was it was really nice. Yeah. yeah, especially, like, again, here, not to make too many comparisons to, like, living in Los Angeles, but really anywhere, if you're, like, oh, if you live far away from where you grew up, you can't always make it home for Thanksgiving. So, like, it's nice when you find a group of people who have, like, become your family out here. So, yeah, that's, that's very much what this felt like. Um, and we also get some pretty fantastic moments. I think my personal favorite was Nora and Yang's arm wrestling. Oh my god. <laughs> the night before, Amputee humor. The night before it went up on the site uh, people were tweeting the thumbnail and I, I just showed my wife and I was like, Andrea, this is, I don't care if this is the whole episode. This is going to be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> totally- that could have been the whole episode and I would have been completely satisfied. Mm. You did see that thumbnail floating around on Twitter and yeah, that was just like, oh yes, hello. Now, I'm in. Not to ask that question, but had Yang not deployed her arm, who do you guys think would have won? Nora. I think they'd still be sitting there to this day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just locked in epic I'm, combat. I'm contractually obligated to, obligated to say that Nora wins everything. You kind so, of are. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I was great in school. Oh my god, honey. <laughs> But yeah, just, I, I agree, probably. Just, just an epic standoff uh, for all eternity. Just moss I, growing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, two titans locked in eternal combat. I mean, if it were outside on a stormy day, Nora would probably get the advantage because she yeah. has elemental-based uh, boosts, whereas Yang, as Tai Yang put it, I just got to get a little angry. She's got, she goes super saiyan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would, but the more damage she takes, the more damage she gives back. I would so. absolutely love to see a little, like, a little bout between the two of them. I think they, more than anybody else, would have an absolute ball with it. <laughs> 
Um, and I think that it would be it would be one of those fights where it's all in good fun. Oh yeah, and we would have just as much fun as they're having <laughs> watching it's, it go down. It's like a, a, a Dragon Ball Z in between major sagas. We're like, hey, let's have a sparring match. Yeah, and, yeah. we're gonna or enter let's a learn to drive. Yeah. We're gonna enter a tournament together, and even though we're like leagues beyond everybody else, it's gonna be fun when we face off. <laughs> let's learn to drive. <laughs> Best episode. Best episode. Best filler. Um, Best filler. But uh, kind of a little bit more in terms of character development. Because, again, it's great to see everybody here. But Ren actually has, I think he, like, nails it in terms of what it means to grow up and what it means when you see old friends again and when you look back on the time you spent together. And in terms of, like, growing as people, what did you guys take away most from Ren's sort of monologue, I guess? That is absolutely right. You live and you learn. Um, it, this sort of hit me on a little bit more of a meta level of just the history of the character of Ren from... A performer standpoint, of course. Yeah. So hearing all of that, and there, like people, uh, there are a lot of fans that, uh, and and I think one of the benefits of this not being a direct of this show, our show, being not a direct Rooster Teeth product, is that sometimes we can speak a little bit out of turn on on behalf of some people, and and there's a lot of there has there has been a lot of criticism about how much the show has changed with Monty gone. Yeah. But he's still so much a part of the show. And this yeah. was this was one of the parts where it's like, of course he's still here. Like this is this is all still Monty's baby. And and they make sure they make sure to uh, inject that because because of how important he, he is to this show and yeah. continues to be. Yeah, as as beautiful as this reunion was and as much as entertaining as it was and as as much as it gave me this warm and fuzzy feeling, there's also and they don't dwell on it. They they focus on the good, but you also get this sense there are people missing at this table. Oh yeah. Kira's not here. Blake's not here. You know, she didn't know everybody, but Penny's not here either. It and it's one of those things where the even though they're gone, you're carrying the memory of them with you where wherever you go, and they live on through the laughter and the memories of you all together. And I would, uh, as a point of reference, uh, empty chairs and empty tables. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no! laughs> little different, little different. Nope. <laughs> Casualties of war. Oh, okay, my friends yeah. are dead as a result of a war. But this uh, this one was very much more like, hey, we're reminiscing, we're having a better mm-hmm. turn. Empty chairs and empty tables is like. All my friends are dead. Survivor's the song. Kill. <laughs> it's on my Agent Washington playlist. It doesn't really belong in this moment. <laughs> but no, I, I love that comparison. And uh, just Les Mis is one of my favorite things. So sure. I love that comparison. You even made chat sad. <laughs> Jeez, Mark. It's a sad thing. Loss is sad. But like, but it's something you have to accept. And, and that's another part of that monologue is... And- Look at how much we've grown, and we're keep and both on a meta and on an in show level, we're keeping the memory of these people alive every way that we can, and it's helped both the show and these characters and grow. That is as it's a hard pill to swallow, but that is part of growing up and growing old. Loss is an inevitability of life, yeah. and the sooner you accept it, the sooner you'll be able to move on. And again, kind 
again, be able to focus on the positive mm-hmm. when you acknowledge that that is a part of your life. Uh, and that's what, and I know we've said it before, but that's what Volume 5 is about thematically. It's Volume 4 was about loss and dealing with it, and Volume 5 is about picking up and moving forward. And you really get that here. Um, so yeah, any any other comments on like the fun sort of things before we get into like exposition-based stuff? Uh, Annabella in chat says, Mark's comment makes me think of Parting Glass. <gasps> yes! Oh, that song is perfect. Like, um, guys, if I, like, die in these fires here <laughs> in L.A., play Parting Glass at my funeral. <laughs> and William Benson says, geez, more like Mark B. Downica. <laughs> I'll take it. I don't do it all the time, but I think this this is an important time to reflect uh, on the it. The Parting yeah. Glass, for those who don't know, it's an Irish drinking song. Mm. Um, very much, uh, and the it's basically about one person leaving the bar before everybody else, uh, calling it a night. But them, like metaphorically, it's about like a person who has to leave, and mm-hmm. like in terms of like life. Um, I if there's a traditional you, Irish song about leaving the bar before everyone else, it's a metaphor. <laughs> it's a metaphor. These for are death. Irish. Songs. It's a metaphor for death. I'm Irish. I can say this. But um, <laughs> but I will send you my favorite cover is Peter Holland's version of it it's an acapella i will send it to you after the show because i adore that song anywho neither here nor there um let's talk about the exposition that we get because ozpin and crow have some explaining to do getting weiss and yang up to speed with everybody else and it more or less matches what Raven sort of told them. And kind of looking at Yang's body language, sort of hearing this, how did you guys feel feel like what her mental process was? Because you can definitely tell she's like closed off and wants answers. I feel like, and I work at a high school, so I see this, I've seen this more than once, when you're sitting there and you're watching someone and you are just so, so sure that they are lying to you in some way, shape, or form, that's that kind of expression. That's that you're not telling me the truth and I'm not happy with anything you're saying right now. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm surprised. Uh, honestly, it, it seemed like there was... Personally, I, I think that it, it it's probably in Yang's nature as well, but there was such... A defiance and such a stand-up of you weren't there for me i'm not going to listen to a damn word that you have to say and especially writing off after showing her transformation ability yang still didn't seem to give a, a good damn at all so the the flip of i i think it would be more like her her dialogue and her reaction to that made sense the body language was was a little bit was super telling of course and and i thought that there would be a more subtle way to do that but yang's not subtle so there, <laughs> yeah. so there is that <laughs> subtle yang mm-hmm. uh you know when yang has an obstacle her 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 method is to punch through it um, and standing by life in chat noted uh note when yang said no more lies ospen said understood not i will or i promise just that he simply heard her Ooh. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> when you live for that long and you lie for that long, it's not a switch you can just turn off. And you learn how to get good at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, given that, do we think he's going to be honest with them or keep playing things close to the chest as he honestly as he puts it? 
I think Yang wants like the entire series Bible, as it were, right now. I think that for Ozpin, when things come up that need to be explained, they will be explained. But it's not going to be a matter of, here is literally everything you need to know. Here's where we start. Because for one, that burns a lot of time. And time is not something they have a lot of right now. And two, he's just not that kind of person. I think maybe again, maybe this is an assumption, but I feel like when he's when he says understood, he's still going to lie by omission yeah. unless asked a direct question. Like, oh, that, absolutely. Oh, god. It's like why? How come this person can transform into a mountain? I don't know. This point. <laughs> um, why can that person transform into a mountain? You're like, you didn't ask about the mountain guys. So I didn't tell you. Yeah, in the mountain. Oh, go- right. The- Mountain, it's yeah. been so long. Mountain Glen. It's not a place. <laughs> it's, it's a, a god. <laughs> He's Good literally old. a mountain named Glen. Good old Glen. Good old Glen. <laughs> There's a story there that I'll only tell you if you ask me about directly. Yeah, uh, Grim Eclipse DLC. But uh, <laughs> Malachroma says he's going to be technically honest. He'll never tell a lie, but there's information he won't be direct about. Oh, it's like dealing with the Fae. Great. Yeah, I mean, the, the again, I, I think to his credit, I feel like, again, a lot of this stuff, you know, it's he's been going at what he, you know, his feud with Salem has been going on for so long, and he has so many mechanisms in play. I think, to his credit, there are going to be things where it doesn't occur to him to bring it up. Because that's something that just happens when there's a generational disconnect. Like, occasionally I'll ask my parents, what? Why didn't you tell me this? And they're like, huh, did we never tell you that? Why didn't you tell me that Grandpa murdered a man? Oh, we didn't tell you that? That's one of our family stories. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Have you not heard that? Exactly, especially factoring in that not only does he have uh, psyche changes from generation to generation where he goes into a new body, some stuff will probably get left out and he has hundreds if not thousands of years of backlog that mm-hmm. I don't blame him. If you forget something from 2,000 years ago, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. And there are also things where I'm sure, like, he he just like assumes Crow kind of told them You you do it. Yeah, he's like this is a family <laughs> thing. You you tell them that. Like cuz our family is super functional. <laughs> so, I want to say to his credit, there might be some things like that where it just doesn't occur to him to bring it up. On the other hand, I definitely feel like he's going to be lying by omission unless asked a direct question about certain things. Something we do get a direct answer for is that he, Oz, is in fact the wizard that gave the power of the Four Maidens their abilities, which we basically knew already. God bless this man. Zero foresight. Here's some power. How's it going to be passed on? (laughs) (laughs) Like, the least convenient, most troubling, probably Stupidest way. Like, you should set it so the power returns to you and then you pick another successor. What is this last person you were thinking of? Oh, that had some unintended consequences, you don't say. Well, much like much like in our world, the probably millennia ago, it's probably a much more pure, innocent sort of a thing. Even even from us, like comparing stuff to the to the fifties. It's like, oh, it was so much more wholesome back then. The 50s were pretty messed up. Well, no, that's the thing. Of course there were, but in terms of this glorified lens, it it might have been like, oh, no one one murders people. Not not to mention that, again, you know, this 
the world of Remnant was probably very different back then as well. And honestly, for an old, jaded wizard who received joy for, like, the first time in his life, it was like, these four maidens are so pure and so, like, wonderful that, like, the person they pass on their power to will probably be just like them. And, like, the, you know... There's no possible way this system could backfire. <laughs> Cut to <laughs> Cut to now. Yeah. Uh, Cam Griffin in chat says, "I still don't know how my curse works. You think I know where your powers go when you die?" <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, the the version that we were presented with was a fairy tale. Mhm. It's entirely possible that instead of being like, oh, I'm giving you this gift because, oh, you've brought joy to this old man's heart. It was probably more along the lines of, hey, you four are reliable. Want to join a war with me? Yeah, <laughs> most likely. That's kind of a, an evil witch that I'm, like, in eternal combat with. You want to help me out with that? You you guys seem trustworthy. Y'all seem pretty cool. <laughs> uh, magic's real. I have it. I'm going to give you a whole bunch of powers. See you in a millennia. Have fun. <laughs> We're going to be a Sentai group. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Work on your poses. I call Captain Ginyu. <laughs> you you want to no, do Goldo. the thing? <laughs> Is that the one with the leg like all the way back and up? No, that's the little frog dude. He's the, he's the one that can stop time by holding his breath. Yeah. No, I know, but I want to know what his pose Tim's was. No, his was like this. Or his so, was yeah. that? I thought that was Ginyu's. <laughs> No, the people Ginyu, who are down like this. The people who are listening to this on iTunes are just missing some physical comedy gold here. And this is why you need to tune in to youtube.com animation after buzz animation and subscribe. <laughs> Hang so, out in the live chat. Sub-snurb. It's super fun. Now, um again to kind of bring it back to Yang, I the way I look at her reaction to this story and the way this conversation ultimately unravels is she's heard one version of it. And and even though she has no reason to trust her mom, her mom has given her enough reason to doubt Ozpin. Mm-hmm. And that's, Ozpin did something to me. And then when they're given this story, conveniently that bit is left out until she asks about it. In which Oz says, it, it, Oz and Crow both say, oh no, this was something that we wanted, we accepted the responsibility, this was a choice that we made. Mm-hmm. Now, this is Crow and Ozpin saying that. Is that their point of view? Or is that maybe another lie by omission? When we watch this, you brought up a really good point in that she may have had a choice to make, but she may have felt like she didn't have a choice at all if she needed to keep it in order to keep her cover or something like that. So you have a choice, but obviously I have to go along with whatever you want or whatever my brother wants in order to maintain this cover, maintain what we're doing, whatever. Like a shotgun wedding sort of a thing. It's like, like, well, I mean, you chose. I had a <laughs> shotgun to your back, but do. you did say, yeah. Um, I, I think by the way Crow reacted, that... I, I believe Crow a little bit more than Oz, just because of how blunt he is. Yeah. And if Ozpin was like, no, 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 I got this. You shut up. Let me tell this. <laughs> I got the story right. You shut up. Uh, then Let I, me explain. It, wink, wink, yeah, wink. It would have been a little bit more suspect in Crow doing some sort of a like like wanton look to the side or whatever of I remember when we made that choice or whatever. We were so young and yeah, innocent. Something like that. I, it probably would have been like, mm, wait a minute. But he was like, 
Okay, hold on. I know my sister. Let me. Let me I legitimately you. don't remember making that choice. I'm pretty sure I was six drinks in. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So like that's the thing is is Crow presented it, and it might be a switch. It might be something. And by giving by doing that, setting up that exact situation where of course it's Crow. We have to trust Crow because of course we trust Crow. Um, but I I think that I I believe him more than I believe us. Well, and it's possible that Crow was on board and Raven was on board, and then after something happened, because I'm sure there was some form of inciting incident for her going, and we're done. Mm. That's when she went, actually, I never had a choice. Actually, I feel this way about it now. Because human brains are really, really good at rewriting our own memories. Very true. Yeah, it's it's definitely... Your attitude about something can definitely color your memory. Yeah, it wasn't like oh, they, they, absolutely. It wasn't like they lost a game of Flip Cup. And, <laughs> and it's like, oh, all of a sudden, and you have to be birds now. It's like, no. <laughs> it's like, well, you wanted those those 10 Budweiser, so hey, we're going to do it. Sorry. Since you agree to be birds, say what? What? <laughs> he got me again! <laughs> They're birds! <Yeah. sighs> Cracked it. Um... Uh, that moment with Nora and just getting it like it finally sinking in for her was beautiful animation, beautiful acting. All of it was just like, oh, that was the perfect comedic break we needed from all of this. Yeah. I love every single one of you. And that's why Nora's the best character. Malachroma, uh, I just like the idea of Raven being totally down for being a bird, more than Crow even, and just being a drama queen about it to Yang later down the road. <laughs> Yeah, I, she was clearly being manipulative. Feathers are gar- Look, if she hated being a bird, why does she have that feather thing coming <laughs> off of her head? All She's the feathers. So many feathers. Or, She's into it. Here's the thing. Maybe why do they call you Raven? Thought, Transform. Maybe she thought she was going to get to be an anamorph, and then she got stuck with just one bird, and she mm. was like, that's not what I signed up for. Hey, <laughs> Tobias was awesome. I was going to say, the old Tobias syndrome. <laughs> yep, the old yeah. Tobias thing. She's like, that's not what I signed up for. I signed up for every animal I touch. I'm really upset right now. Uh, TMNT Country Dragon, which is a heck of a name, yeah, in chat says, <laughs> I think it may have been Raven's choice in the moment, but she regretted it afterward to the point where she denies any personal blame. Perhaps she was expecting a different result. Oh, sure. That's, that's entirely, entirely possible. That's true. That is a possibility. Um, go ahead. And it, might have, it could have also been something where Oz is like, hey, uh, let's try this. I might be able to change you back, maybe. And and it, like maybe he lied in that moment where yes she did agree but ultimately yeah it, it's so muddy it probably went yeah. down very very similar to his proposition to Pira to become the Fall Maiden it's like hey guys here's this thing the choice is yours but just so you know lives are hanging in the balance look if it t- <laughs> if it took a night to do what Crow did in two episodes two and a half episodes. Three episodes. Then you can tell Pira in an afternoon. Jeez. <laughs> um, it's also possible that because, and I think my big thing is that, like, again, with semblances and dust and everything like that, to me, magic isn't that far of a leap because most of the media that I consume, magic still has rules. But given everybody's reactions here, magic is this thing where it's kind of taboo. It's un- Magic seems to be an unnatural thing to the yeah. point where they're all very put off by the very notion of it. So... 
So that again, it's kind of at odds with me because I was like, darkness portals are okay, but like turning into a bird's weird. It's um, like philosopher's stones and a full metal alchemist. You mm-hmm. get to circumvent the rules, and that has everyone kind of going. So, so to me, like, I think the real horror here is that maybe becoming an animal, like, had like, or at least in the way that Oz allow have has allowed them to do so. There, like, there's some sort of darker implication that we're not getting. If Raven is to be believed, she could just be being a drama queen. The question it. is always whether Raven is to be believed. Yeah, or whether or not she was just trying to openly manipulate Yang. Be like, look at this unnatural thing that was done to me. Poor me. Feel sorry for me, girl. Mm. I know, I know, I abandoned you, but feel sorry for me, <laughs> Aaron. I'm really the victim here. <laughs> the, the ongoing winner of Mother of the Year, Raven. How about uh, that? Speaking of... I'm a cool mom. The uh, Do you guys have any other thoughts on sort of Ozpin getting everybody up to speed and sort of potentially crossing his fingers promise, behind his back promising that he's going to be honest with everybody? Any final thoughts on this conversation before we switch gears a little bit? Uh, not for me. Uh, I think la- at the end of last season, I had mentioned that uh, Weiss was my favorite character, in, and she continues to be so. Uh, I mean, behind Nora, of course. But uh, just because her the subtlety in Kara's performance and, and the animation and everything, the fact that she was putting putting on airs in the earlier seasons where it's like, I'm demure, I'm this, I'm that, you know, being very bombastic in the process. And now she's gotten to a point where she has got, she's seen some stuff. <laughs> she's, she's seen some terrifying stuff to the point where now she, she is that person. Now she, she has evolved into that person of being able to, instead of not knowing how to handle the situation, so she was allowed to feign intelligence or however she was doing it, um, now she is that prepared, that warrior, essentially, in waiting in a battle skirt. Uh, <laughs> You're so, not cheering loud enough! <laughs> that was great. Yeah. So, so, and, yeah, so getting all of that Team Ruby stuff back, but then also seeing where everybody's progressed, and for me, this episode especially was. Well, for when they were at Beacon, for the mo- well, for the exception of Ruby, because she was much younger, everyone else was basically your college freshman. Oh, sure. This is who I am freshman. after 17 years of living with my parents, mm-hmm. and obviously I am this, I, this is what I know, and we obviously see Weiss's upbringing and go, oh, okay, harsh reality check o'clock, all right, here we go. Yeah. I, I agree. I think Weiss... Again, it was just really nice to see her and Yang interacting um, and kind of her putting on that, like, oh, you guys are so immature sort of attitude, but in, like, a fun-loving spirit of, like, oh, you guys are so immature, but I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. You know, this is family. This is real family, not, like, weird, awful, manipulative terrible people with their own agendas. This is just a group of people who care about each other. Yeah. Oh, this is great. my actual family. All right. The The only other thing I want to bring up is that I still feel so bad for Oscar, who keeps getting hijacked for these long bits of exposition, and then, like... Waking up in weird positions. Wake, kind of getting, There's like... a better way to say uh, getting, I know there is, but I chose <laughs> not to. Getting, um, you know, thrown back into the driver's seat as he's, like 
you know, making physical contact with like these a very girl. intimidating, awesome huntresses. What is a girl? <laughs> I'm touching a girl's shoulder. Oh my gosh! Um, I will yes, say, you are. I will say though, with this dialogue between Oz and Yang, and the kind of look of admiration she gives him as he's saying, like, you know, you guys are all together. It's important that you all rest up and enjoy this happy moment Treasure because the, tomorrow's gonna suck. The look of admiration that she's giving him, or at least like, seems like she's satisfied with the answers he's giving her. I'm wondering if they're not setting her up dis- for disappointment. Like, oh, sure. I, I feel like they're projecting pretty hard. She's putting her faith in what he's saying, and she's being set up for disappointment so that at some point later on down the road, Raven can be like, I told you so. I think she's being set up for bitterness in a similar way, but there she's going to come to a crossroads, and we're going to be like, oh, well, we see what happened with Raven and, and all of that in Mom of the Year. But um, <laughs> I think we'll, we'll be able to have confidence that Yang will make a better choice, and maybe that... That can be where Blake comes back into the picture, or or whatever. Um, that's that's not a spoiler for next episode. I'm sorry. Okay. I absolutely I promise. Absolutely promise. Um, but uh, you, oh, else, dang it. Um, yeah, well, stuff and things and things Special and stuff. Shout out to Malachroma again on Twitter, who did this great fan art of uh, <laughs> Nora going, "Yang, can you give me a hand?" <laughs> sure. <laughs> Full on Toy Story. Or is that? I think that's Ruby, actually. No, never mind. It's Ruby, but it is delightful. Please go to RWBYABTV to check out those fun sketches. Thank you, Melacroma. You're the best. Mm-hmm. All right, so speaking of Mom of the Year, we do cut back to Raven's Camp, where uh, Shay D. Man. <laughs> it's the worst. I'm the best so words. happy the best that his name is actually that. Uh, like, God bless. I'm going to call him Cliff. <laughs> I mean, in the original credits, when he first showed up, he was, like, shady Shady. guy or something like that. So, might as well. Uh, But, yeah. So, good old Cliff is guarding the outside. And um, when who strolls up but a couple people we haven't seen in ages, Mercury and Emerald, roll in. And uh, the... He's not too keen on seeing them. um, And he's about to you know, engage with them, but then Watts and Cinder seem to ru- to walk up, and he, his, his facial expression completely changes. He recognizes one of these two. Mm-hmm. The question who, is who? Who do we think he recognizes? Watts. I, I agree. I think Watts. Been around longer, a bigger player than Cinder. Like, Cinder only just made it to the adult table. She's been at the kitty table in this plan the whole dang time. And she only just made it to the adult table after fully getting maiden powers. And even then, it's like, you still need to be better. I'm still disappointed in you. So, yeah, I would imagine Watts. That's the thing. She's been at at uh, Salem's right hand recovering and training to get a, to get a hold on the powers. So she hasn't really had a she hasn't had her big coming out party of being the maiden. So, yeah, it's it's got to be Watts. I I think that that has a lot of merit. I will play devil's advocate a little bit and say it could be Cinder though because Cinder could be a former member of her bandit crew. That's possible. We know no. nothing about Cinder's backstory. Really dramatic. Sorry. Oh, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> Literally nothing. <laughs> so it's entirely possible that Cinder at one point was a member of Raven's uh, sort of band, little little uh, band of bandits, and 
like because we see from the opening that um, Vernal and Cinder, you know, have a little stare off, and I can't help but wonder: is that because they're both maidens, or is that because they knew each other at one point? Oh, I think we're gonna have a maiden fight. Oh, I hope we do. That like, would be I'm in, amazing. I'm down, I need it. What? It's gonna be ridiculous, guys. Guys, 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 guys. What? I can't believe I'm only just thinking about this now. What happens if one maiden kills another? Does that maiden's power then go to them? Because what if, like, in the same way that Autumn, you know, was thinking of Cinder when she died because that was her murderer, Mm -hmm. is that something that can happen? Uh, I would like to reference back to that comment of, I don't know how my curse works. How am I supposed to know how your curse works? <laughs> they go Super Saiyan? Mm. I can't believe I'm only just now thinking about this. Oh, that... <sighs> because what if that Salem's plan is to have all of A the super maiden? maiden. Yeah, is yeah. to have the super, like, this super maiden by it, killing uh, all of the other maidens. Yeah, that's a really good, that's a good one. Oh my gosh! Uh, also, with Ospin saying that uh, by... Uh, endowing his power onto other people, like, that lowers his power level... Yeah, make, you know, Cinder kill the other maidens, and then Cinder gets all of their power, and then Salem kills Cinder, and all of Oz's power from, you know, that he bestowed to the maidens then goes straight to Cinder. That I can see. Straight to Salem. That I can see. See, this only works if the last person that a maiden is thinking about is Cinder, which, yeah, high probability if Cinder is murdering these people, but... If Vernal goes down, it's possible that she might be thinking of Raven. Yeah. Or of someone else completely. Like, it's not necessarily this person in front of you. It could be my life's flashing before my eyes and I'm remembering my surrogate mother. Well, even regardless of that, they have uh, power zapping abilities. Yes, they do. I mean, that's what happened. That bug. The power glove. Yeah. (laughs) It's so bad. It's so bad. Um, (laughs) hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that's how you get all the relics. Yeah. Yes, yes, it is. Oh, Ugh. guys, I can't believe... Oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Let's... let's. I feel like <laughs> that kind of wraps it up for this episode. Do we have any final thoughts on this episode before we go into some rapid-fire predictions? Ander Bliss in chat says, What if Cinder's last thought was Ruby and all those powers went to Ruby? <laughs> <laughs> She's a little obsessed. <laughs> Uh, uh, solid, super solid episode with a lot of implications. These past couple episodes have been really story heavy, which makes me feel that it's leading up to like not. I don't. I don't know how long we're gonna get. I, uh, I guess the only way to put it is a is uh, the absence of action. I'll put it that way. Not a lack of action, but an absence of action. Is I, I just hope that they don't build that up until like the last couple of episodes. That's that's the only thing. But this super solid episode. Yeah, I feel like this was a nice reprieve um, from you know definitely last season was really heavy. This was a nice reprieve before things get really dark and dire again. So yes, all right, let's go into some really rapid fire predictions. Ooh. Or some slow ones. The flash is really slow. Yeah, I'm Very gonna, I'm gonna maiden fight, maiden fight, maiden fight. <laughs> that would be great. I'm gonna pick up my my maiden theory and run away with it. <laughs> so, bye, bye. That's what I'm thinking. You fools. Um, I feel like it's safe to say we're going back to Menagerie next episode. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah most likely for sure. Um, we have to resolve the attempted and or impending murder. Mm. Well, not just that. Now that all, now that uh, all of our main uh, team, three of the four of our main team, are together. 
Yeah, there's just one loose end to tie up. Gotta catch up. Yep. Um, any any other final thoughts before we move into uh, a really quick an- a reminder announcement? It's like, no? wait, we did iTunes, we did that. <laughs> um, I I look forward to the resolution of some uh, because I've seen the episode. I look forward to the resolution of certain things that were brought up in this episode. I'm just yes. hoping next episode doesn't break my heart because I feel like it's going to break my heart. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you sweet summer child. <laughs> Not the I, way you think. Here's the thing. I think I know what happens. You but don't know what happens. I don't. <laughs> oh, snap. Uh, well, we'll see. We shall see. But we before shall. we go. Before we go, Mark. Uh, we would like to remind you, speaking of how awesome Nora is, hey, uh, Ireland underscore, Sa- wait, that, I, def- I forgot her, her Twitter. Is that right? Ireland underscore and Samantha? Yes. Because I, I so. just Sam. So uh, Sam Ireland, the voice of Nora Valkyrie, uh, she is currently uh, trying to produce a short film called Wolves Inside. We talked about it last week, um, but she announced today that Electra Avalon, or Avayan, I forgot how to pronounce her, for, uh, Ireland underscore Sam, thank you. Um, from day five, who is Paula, uh, is joining the cast of Wolves Inside. So make sure to head to Ireland underscore Sam to donate. It, right now, I know it's Christmas. Everybody's doing this, that, the other thing. Uh, make Sam's Christmas dreams come true, and and a dollar, two dollars. Let me tell you, every dollar helps. And and making a project like this, she's super passionate about it. I've I've been talking to her about it, and she's doing so much work to make sure that this goes out without a hitch. So uh, help her out and and donate. Go again. Hashtag Wolves Inside Film and at Island underscore Sam. Uh, yeah, I it it's an amazing idea, an amazing project. She told me a little bit more about it, so support it so that you can see it. And fifty dollars gets you that in character voice. Mail. Yes, I was incorrect. Indeed. It wasn't seventy five; it was fifty, so it's a lot cheaper. Although there are rewards for seventy five, so definitely yeah, yeah. Feel free to do more the thing when you are so inclined. And guys, if you feel like giving me a Christmas gift, donate to this project because I need a female driven Western movie in my so life. So also. Uh, Written, directed, produced, crude, and performed. By women. By yes. women. Support women in film, guys. It's super, super important. Well, again, thank you all so, so much for tuning in this week. You guys are amazing. Katie, where can people go if they want to find you? I'm Katie Cullen. You can follow me all over the social medias, as well as YouTube and Twitch at Kiaget. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. If you want to see our reaction videos to these episodes, uh, that is where they live on that YouTube channel. Uh, and I'm Mark Budonica. You find me on Twitter at Mark Budonica. So we're also on another show, uh, yes! Voltron. Uh, <laughs> and if you want to hear all of us uh, talk in, a, in an unrelated, just all sorts of Voltron Christmassy stuff, go to the Let's Voltron podcast. Uh, the three of us, as well as Emma and Alexis, all joined in on a giant call and recorded a very fun episode. So if you like Voltron, make sure to go check that out. It is up now. We've all been tweeting about it, Instagramming about it, Facebooking about it. Uh, if you like video games, head over to twitch.com, twitch.tv slash inventoryfullpt. We stream stuff on there. It is a, a gaming talk show, as well as regular stuff. Uh, we kind of have a semi-semi-semi-semi-semi-pro uh, Overwatch team, the LA Lemons, so make sure to go uh, subscribe to support the Lemons. Join uh, the Sour Patch. <laughs> <laughs> be sure to follow Stacy at Stacy Shuttles, and be sure to follow Patrick at P to the D's on Twitter. I'm Megan Salinas. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I am on a bunch of shows here at After Buzz. I write articles for the Movie Chick, Chick with Two Ks. Be sure to check those out. Be sure to also check out Season 2 of The Shadow Radio Recreation where I do the voice of Margot Lane. We got a Christmas special coming up, guys. So be sure to follow that to stay tuned. And thank you guys so, so much for watching. We will see you all next time.
from executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Dust you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.